right, welcome in to the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast for week number 12. He is the pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada. I am the uh, ink wretch stain reporter, Rob Parker. And what's up, TJ? Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as we uh, we're ready to celebrate this holiday. The same, man. The feeling is mutual. And uh, to to Martin and Jim, happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well, fellas. No doubt. All right, we got a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's get it kicked off. Um, speaking of Thanksgiving Day games, the Ravens and the Steelers game has been rescheduled, postponed until Sunday. The NFL, too much uh, COVID going on that the NFL didn't want to chance it. I, I've been critical of the NFL because there were times when they were pushing games along and not, you know, doing what was right by the players with the COVID. But, but right now, TJ, things are spiking in the country. You know, there's a lot more air travel. People are getting together for Thanksgiving in groups or whatnot. I think the NFL did the right thing, but the Steelers are mad. Are you buying the Steelers chirping about the, the game being postponed? I, I, I get it. And and I get it for a few reasons. One, they they should have known. You have to be uncomfortable. You have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And you have to expect the unexpected in this football season. That's just what it is. You have to expect the unexpected in, during this football season because of what's going on. Now, in the Steelers' defense, I, I get where they're coming from. Their bye week was washed because I believe it was when they were playing the Tennessee Titans, they had an outbreak. So the Steelers made that game up during their bye week. So they didn't get a bye week. And so teams, oh, you didn't play that week. So in essence, that's not a bye week because you practice the entire week. So now they look at it, this Thursday night game, it's Thanksgiving, the game's over. Tomlin's probably going to give them Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. See you Monday. So you get like a you kind of get an abbreviated bye week that you didn't get during the season. So now both of those have been wiped out. And so I see that perspective because as a player, if you're banged up, you're like, man, if I can make it to this week, I'll get these days off. I'll feel a lot better. But if you expect the unexpected and you're comfortable being uncomfortable, and I'm sure Tomlin has talked about this time and time and time again, you don't complain about it because – it could be a lot worse. And, and that's the thing that they need to understand that it could be a lot worse than what it is. And they don't really, I'm sure they understand um, the situation at hand, but it comes off as being a little insensitive because you can't play a football game. There you go. You just said it. As much, I get it. It's their careers. It, they make millions of dollars, TJ but it sounds like whining babies over a football game when people are dying, people have lost jobs and businesses over this, and you're like got your panties in a bunch because you can't <laughs> play a football game. Instead of Thursday, you're playing on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, come on. That just sounds insensitive. Oh, it, it does. But as a player, you're looking at the game. It's Thursday. That, that, that's it. And I'm sure once they I'm sure they got some backlash who when they put that out there and when when they sat there and thought about it, realized like, ah, I shouldn't have done that, but it's out there. Was I playing? I think I was playing when Twitter came out. Yes, I, I'm not that old. Yeah, I was playing. 
And but coaches would always say, Marvin Lewis would always tell us, you know, nothing good happens after midnight and think before you hit send. And, and so had they done that, we wouldn't be in this situation. But I, I get where they're coming from, man. They want to play and get these days of rest. Now they won't get that. Now they'll be practicing tomorrow. They'll no, practice. Kidding. They'll practice on Friday when in their head we would be off tomorrow. Or we'd play tomorrow, be off Friday, be off Saturday, be off Sunday. And so it's just mentally, they just have to, uh, they got to regroup. And they probably don't want to do that again. Topic number two, Bruce Arians basically trashing Tom Brady when talking about what's wrong with his team. I mean, TJ, he said the quarterback has to play better. Like, like the defense is, is as far as points allowed. Top 10. They got running backs. He has all the weapons, right? He wanted Antonio Brown. He wanted Gronk. They brought in uh, Fournette, uh, Shady McCoy, right? Well, I mean, he has all his toys, all his weapons. Was Bruce Arians out of line to say, hey, Tom, who now look at some of the numbers. TJ, they're not ugly. They're fugly, his numbers. Uh, against the better teams, he struggled mightily. And throwing the ball 20 yards or more, Tom Brady has now missed his last 22 passes of passes 20 yards or more. What do you make of Bruce Aaron? I mean, I'm not surprised. He did this earlier in the year. So when they when they <laughs> played the Saints first game and, and they got boat raced, he, he, the quarterback has to play better. He can't do this. He, and so it doesn't surprise me. What surprises me is it's happened frequently um, so far. But again, I think I said this last week. If you told Bruce Arians and Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks that they can go 12 and four or 11 and five prior to the season, they would take that. They, they would take that. And so that's still within reach. Is it likely? Uh, I don't know. They got to play the Chiefs next. That's a tough game. Um I be but lost number five right there. Right? He, then- he has to play better, and that's no secret. But what they need to do is run the ball more so that teams – because when Brady's in trouble, it's it's the pressure. It's the pressure, the offensive line, not uh keeping the pocket clean for him. And so he starts to get a little skittish. Um, Run the ball a little more and slow that pass rush down. Throw some screens. Slow that pass rush down. And so now you're able to slow that pass rush down, which is in turn will give you an opportunity to kind of pat the ball a little longer and try to complete those yards. I mean, those passes 20 uh, plus yards down the field. But the only problem is that maybe Tom Brady didn't do his homework because Bruce Arians, if you look at the quarterbacks he's had, most of the quarterbacks who have played under his system have had a lot of interceptions because he likes to throw the ball downfield you know what I mean? More so than the Dinkin and Duncan that Tom Brady was used to in New England. And my only thing is, you can't expect to go to Tampa Bay and think you, that that Bill Belichick was coaching. Do you know what I mean? Like, like this is who Bruce Arians is as well. So there's a tug of war going on. All I'm saying is, I think Bruce Arians was honest in saying that the weakest link on this Tampa Bay team right now is Tom Brady. Would you agree with that? I wouldn't take it that far. 
What's the no. weakest thing? Is it defense? Is it the offensive No, it's line? it's it has to meet off. It has to be the offensive line. When you're getting pressure the way he is, um, what else could it be? It, it has to be because if he was not being pressured the way that he is, he wouldn't be so skittish. And, and so if we're going to point the finger, which you don't like to do, um, it would have to be that offensive line isn't giving him the time that he needs to be effective. I mean, that's that's very obvious. All right, let's go to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, who's having a segue good perfectly into the offensive line, right? Yeah, all right, and there we are. Joe Burrow's, of course, injured out for the rest of the year. Uh, devastating injury for the kid and for the organization. People came after the Bengals, and they, they were they were saying the Bengals are at fault, and they throw the ball too much, and they didn't give them a good enough offensive line. Is that is that fair to blame oh. the Bengals? You can't, to a degree, yes and no. You mean I, I can't. The, I want you to pick a side because I don't think it's fair to blame them totally. I don't. You guys get hurt so, all the time. But when you have a quarterback that has shown tremendous promise as a rookie, he was on pace to shatter every record that any rookie quarterback has ever had. He was on pace to shatter these records. Yeah, but you got some of those records are skewed because they throw the ball more than 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 guys. I mean, I'm not I'm right. not taking anything away from and, Joe and Burrow. I and I get that, but if if that's the case, the rookies coming after him, they'll break that record. If if they're throwing the ball so much, right. then the next crop of rookies will break those records, and so we won't get a chance to see if that's the case because he's going to miss these games. The thing that you you saw early on he was getting hit and hit a lot and hitting often and so you would have liked one or two things run a ball a little more or let's keep a guy or two in to protect so that he's not getting hit because this injury's happened in November i don't know when he's going to have surgery sometimes they want the swelling to go down so if that's in December he's not going to be ready for next year to start the season. When he does come back, he's going to be a little nervous. I remember Carson, when he hurt his knee, we all, and he's fine, he's fine, he's fine. But he'll tell you, there, there'll be times where he didn't want to step into a throw. He would kind of pull his lead leg out of there because you're nervous. And so it's going to take time for him to get that comfort level back in the Bengals couldn't fix that offensive line this year. That was going to take time. But what they could have done is leave the tight end to block a few times. Let the back chip. Um, instead, they threw the ball more than any team out there, and this is what happened. Unfortunate. But can you blame them for that? Yes. But ultimately, offensive line, you got to do a better job, man. We all get paid. We all get paid, and we all got a job to do. And – this is a finger pointing business. Either you do or you don't. There's no gray area. It's black and white. Do or don't. Um, results, non-results, and it's on them. It's on them guys up front, man. They, you got to have some pride and block. Yeah, and the other thing too is look at uh, when Andrew Luck came to the, the the Colts. You know what I mean? Like he he got the offensive line wasn't in place, right? And he got beat up a lot. It's it happens. It's not just. I think it's. People are he's quick to, to beat up the Bengals because where's where's Andrew Luck at now? No, I know. 
he retired. But I'm just and, saying it has happened. It's not just the Bengals have done a bad job is what I'm saying. There are other situations and teams. You can't fix everything at one time, TJ. Am I right? No, and, and, and I believe this offseason, and I still believe this is what they'll do, is they'll go heavy in the draft with offensive linemen, and they'll try to identify a high-level starter through free agency. And if they do that, um, when he's back ready to play, they'll have a new team. All right, last thing. Thanksgiving Day, since 1978, the Cowboys and Lions always play uh, on Thanksgiving. Um, not each other, but uh, other teams. And the Lions have been playing on Thanksgiving Day since their, form, their owner at that time uh, decided to play this game in 1934. And NBC, he negotiated a TV deal with NBC to play the game on national television. So the Lions have always been grandfathered in from the very beginning. But TJ, I've covered it for, the, you know, for 20 years. I went to every Thanksgiving Day game. It's a parade. It's a holiday in Detroit. But I, I finally have come around to say the Lions shouldn't get the Thanksgiving Day game every year. It is a marquee setup, right? Everybody's home watching. And that the first game of the day is usually the game most people are watching before they have their early dinner. You know what I mean? So most people watch that game. What do you think? Should the Lions continue to keep that? because they're not that good and, and it should be a better showcase for better teams or are you into tradition? The Lions should keep the game, but I'm not in a tradition completely. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say the reason they should keep it is this. When you, you said a key word in there, it should be a marquee game. This isn't the NBA for the most part. You can tell prior to the season who are going to be the marquee teams in the NBA. Right, when and you're talking. Christmas Day, right? When they set up this. Yes, day. yes. You, you have an idea. But when you're talking to NFL, you don't know who's going to be the marquee team. Everybody thought Baltimore was going to be one of the better teams in the league. And although they are, they're not what people thought they would be. Um, and, and so you just don't know in the NFL. You can think you're scheduling two teams. It's going to be the game of the day. And come Thanksgiving Day, one or both of those teams aren't doing very well. And yeah, so, but wait a minute. Let me push back on you. You're right about that. But do you know what we do know? That the Lions have one playoff win since 1957, and the Lions aren't going to be worth watching on Thanksgiving Day. So we know that. If I know it as well as I do, it's something of the story goes. Nobody wanted to play Thanksgiving Day. The Lions and the Cowboys stepped up. And so for that... They should get it. It's enough games. I believe it's four of them, right? No, no. Uh, what? It's three. It's three games normally on Thanksgiving Day. Okay, so the Lions and Cowboys, and that third game is the Rob Parker game. The best two teams that we think heading well, into the season. Had. That would have been the Steelers and Ravens. That was going to be the third game, the, the the Sunday night. You know, the Thursday night. Yes, game. and so I'm fine with that. If they if they can continue that, I'm I'm okay with having. The Lions and the Cowboys play, and then that marquee game to cap it off. I I, I believe that is uh, more than fair, in my opinion. All right, let's bring in our producer, Martin Weiss, to recap last week before we get into the picks. 
watching football like for you on Thanksgiving? Are you able to watch the games? Are you sneaking scores on your phone? One year in college, I was dating a girl, drove all the way to Chicago for Thanksgiving. Midway through the second quarter of the four o'clock games, her family turns on the Michael Jackson We experience. I was miserable. I was watching the games on an app on my phone. Well, this Thanksgiving, however you watch the games, and trust me, I'll be watching them on my TV this year, you can bet all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. If you've never bet on FanDuel before, now is the perfect time to give it a shot because they're giving new users a 25 to 1 odds boost on any NFL game on Thanksgiving Day. That means you can bet $5 and win $125. Now, me personally, I'm taking the Texans and three points, and I'm betting $5 on that to get $125 back. Matt Patricia and the Lions are dead men walking. Patricia would have been fired last week if they didn't have the Thursday night game. So that's what I'm taking. And I mean, listen, 25 to 1 odds, that's just one of the reasons FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook app. I mean, outside of that, it's easy to use, it's safe and secure, and most importantly, overall, you get your money faster than you can blink. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code LP3 to get 25 to 1 odds on Thanksgiving Day. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. So we start with the Bengals versus the Washington football team. Bengals were getting one and a half points. TJ, pick your head up, TJ. Hey, well, uh, hey, can I get that win? Because they were winning when he got knocked out. <laughs> I'm about to say, the reason why Rob said the Washington football team would cover one and a half was because, quote, Alex Smith was real. And that has nothing to do with the reason why the Washington Alex football Smith team won, won that his game. first game in two years. Are you kidding me? It was Alex Smith. All right. Joe Burrow carted off, had nothing to do with it. TJ, that also cost you a lemon pepper bet. That's uh, that winning the game Rob when he gets hurt game. and they don't score a point thereafter. Wow. I mean, that's why they have to play it to those triple zeros on the clock. So you had the Panthers, they were minus one and a half lines. So uh TJ, you took them because Teddy was going to play. Rob, you took the Lions plus one and a half because when in doubt, you weren't gonna bet. <laughs> On the backup, had you watched a little XFL, you would have known that PJ Walker is a real quarterback. And uh, had you watched some NFL, maybe you would have known the Lions. Aren't I didn't think he shut out in that uh, game. That was ridiculous, embarrassing. I honestly think if Thanksgiving wasn't this week, Matt Patricia would be on. You got a, you got a point. Like he's got. If it if they weren't playing the Thursday night, I don't, I don't see how he how he lasts. But in any event, Doug Peterson's job is safe. But they lost. They had the Browns. They were giving three. TJ, you had the Browns minus three. Rob, you had the Eagles plus three. The Browns win that game by five, 22 to 17. And honestly, that final score is much closer than the right. Yes. Yes. Not that close. The, the Eagles scored a late, a late touchdown. You have Steelers minus 10 at the Jaguars. You guys both took the heavy spread. 27 to three was the final score. So that was easy. I mean, didn't look back from opening kickoff. That pretty much was over. A game that did not end till the end of it, you know, until the very end. Titans, Ravens, Ravens had six, Ravens were six point favorites. Rob, you were in on the Ravens, thought they were going to put it together after they, well, they didn't. TJ, you watched Derrick Henry run into the end zone for the game when he touched down. You wouldn't have needed it because you got six points, 
But I mean, Lord have mercy. So you guys were both high on the Packers, two and a half versus the Colts. So Rob, I just I just want to know you, Rob, your reaction when Marquez Valdez scaling fumble. Man, there's nothing you can do. This this happens and it's just ridiculous. Dude, they were winning 28 to 14 in the fourth quarter. That's all I know. 28 yeah. to 14 in the fourth quarter. I thought that was a gift. I was like, man, I'm doing great this week. I know. That was that was a, that was definitely a shocker. But they had a couple of fumbles, gave the ball away. It was bad. All right. Then we go to the over and the under Steelers and Jaguars total was 46 and a half. I think we both, I think everybody had the idea that, you know, Steelers would score a lot of points and Jaguars would just make up enough. Well, the Jaguars <laughs> did not make up enough. That was a total of 30 TJ. You had the over <laughs> Rob, you had the under and you cruised with yes! 16 and a half points. Uh, I mean, it would have taken what a kick, a touchdown, a touchdown, an onside kick, and a <laughs> too much. Field goal to get I, I was much. on that one under all the way. Ravens, Titans, forty-eight and a half. You guys both took the under. The final score there was oh no, I lost it. Oh, fifty. The final score there was fifty-four, which is over forty-eight. So that's zero for two for the both of you. Packers and the Colts final uh, total was 51. You guys were both under there. And the final score there was 65. Yeah, that went over so big time. Over two again. Well, it's, it's always going to be hard to hit the under in a game that goes to overtime. Uh, and then Eagles-Browns, 47. The garbage time touchdown didn't bother you. you that came under 47 because it was 22 to 17. So that is, to, to do quick math, 45. So you guys were both under there. And uh, TJ, your Packers parlay of Packers-Titans didn't cash. And Rob, your parlay of football team and the Lions also did not cash. And then I got screwed by the Lions. All right, TJ. The biggest thing that the biggest the biggest takeaway from this week is Rob got a lemon paper bet. I but I did overall. I did better, guys. I did better overall. Thank you. Oh, you Thank did you. not have more over under. Didn't I do better? Mm-mm. I think of I course. Think TJ got you. Of course. All right, TJ, you ready for this week? Hey, I'm. I stay ready. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. No, you're right about that. All right. Now if I could just okay, here we go. Let's get it going. All right. Sugar free. Texans at the Lions. The Lions are getting three points. Where are you on this game? There's all kinds of people missing. I don't know what to what to think of this game. It, it's tough, you know. Uh Stafford, his thumb is hurt. It isn't hurt. Texans played a really good game, beating the Patriots this past Sunday. Lions, not so much. Obviously, what we just discussed. Um, against the Panthers, I'm gonna go with the Texans. They 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 seem like they are the better team, regardless of what the record says. But the Texans have been a hit and miss team all year. Uh, you just you don't know what you're gonna get out of them. Um, but I'm I'm gonna take the Texans. Seem I'm a little more healthy. Lions. I'm gonna take yeah. the Lions plus three, and I and. I know I'm going to regret this, so you got it on tape. It's two weeks in a row with your hometown team. I'm going to take the Lions because they were so bad. They're going to come back. They got to play better. They they were awful. And uh, this is one where if the Lions were as bad as they were, they wouldn't be getting just three points at home. Do you know what? I know the Texans record isn't good. I'm just, there's something fishy here. So I'm going to take the three points. Maybe the Titans win. 
but not by three points. I mean, uh, Texas win. Texans win, but not by three points. So I'm going to take the Lions plus three. All right. Panthers at the Vikings. The Vikings uh, minus three and a half. And the Vikings had a big, I mean, they, we thought they were moving. And then yeah. they lose the Cowboys. What was that? That That's the shocker, really, that the Vikings had been clicking. They, they, found, a, they found a recipe, and it's run the ball, play action, get Thielen and Jefferson to rock, Dalvin Cook will chew the clock and get his 100 yards, whatever it may be, play good defense. Well, that went out the window against the Cowboys for some odd reason. Um, and, and the Panthers played – they played very sound against a banged-up, um, not well-coached Detroit Lions team. And so this is probably one of the, the tougher games to pick. Will Teddy Bridgewater play? Will P.J. Walker have the same success against the Vikings that he, against, that he did against the Detroit Lions? I'm going to say no, and I'll say no because of Mike Zimmer. And so if the Vikings have any chance – any and it's very small of trying to squeak into the playoffs they need to win this game um i'll take the i'll uh, give up the three and a half points and i'll take the minnesota vikings i'm with you i think the vikings this is like their season and <clears throat> they can't afford that dallas thing really set them back the panthers um you know i i don't know there's so much going on there but i think the vikings at home three and a half who knows? They might win by three, but I'm going to say that they win by more. Vikings must win. I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Browns minus six and a half at the Jaguars. <laughs> For me, that's a uh, that should be. I'm surprised it's only six and a half. The Browns have been playing good football, and they found a recipe, like I said earlier, where they're just going to run. Once OBJ went out, uh, Chubb and Hunt. Bradley, they they're, they had they had that recipe of just run the ball, let's eat this clock, let's punish these dudes. Chubb is a beast, man. Like Nick Chubb is a flat out beast running a rock, and then his backup is a Kareem Hunt who is better than some starters in the league. Um, it would be different for the Browns this week. They've been in all this cold weather down in Cleveland, and they get to go to old sunny Jacksonville. Um, but their best corner, Denzel Ward, is out. But the good thing is the Jags are playing this uh, musical carousel at quarterback. And so Mike Glennon will be starting. I believe that bowls very well for the Cleveland Browns. I'll give up the six and a half points. I think the Browns wins this by double digits. I'm taking the Jaguars at home. I, they were awful this past week. They're going to be awful again. I, I get it for that, <laughs> but I just there's something there that still says to me, Browns will win. I expect them to win. I just don't think they're going to cover the six and a half. That they'll win, but not not by double digits. Um, I'm still skeptical. I know that they, you're right. The formula's working because Baker Mayfield, you don't hear his name anymore, right? You don't even hear his name at all because they've taken the ball out of his hand and done the right thing. Ball control, got two big two backs who can get you yards, keep the clock moving, change. Doesn't give uh, Baker a chance to make the big mistake. I get it. I just think that they won't cover. So I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with the Jaguars. Plus, I'll take the six and a half. All right, Giants at the Bengals. Bengals are getting six and a half at home. 
Joe Burrow's hurt. The Giants have been pretty good on defense. I don't know where the Bengals are going to get offense from. Brandon Allen is going to be the starting quarterback because I believe Brandon Allen, he was with. I'm just uh, saying. Right. right. The the quarterback that came in, Finley, when I believe three of ten, once Burrow got hurt against the Redskins. So I don't know where the Bengals are going to get points from. I would assume they're going to run screens. They're going to run some trick plays. But I'm going to take the Giants on this one. Like Six and a half is a lot, but I don't see where the Bengals are going to score, really, to be honest with you. I got to go with the Giants here, too. It's hard for me to look at this and figure out where the offense is coming from. I agree. I don't know. The Giants, we've seen them have some stinkers. We've seen them play some tight games. They're, they're uh, a hit-or-miss team as well. But uh, the Bengals without Joe – with Joe Burrow is a totally different story here, obviously. But without Joe Burrow, it's hard for me to buy into Cincinnati and the Bengals. All right. Titans at the Colts. The Colts are minus three. That divisional, defense, divisional game. Colts beat them earlier in the season. The way the Colts play defensively, they they just they get after you. And, and with this being a divisional point, it's really hard to sweep. It's hard to sweep a team that's in your division. That's a good team. Um, but I believe that's what the Colts are going to do. They're going to sweep the Titans, and I could see them winning a. 27 21 type of game um 27 23 type of game um but I, I like the Colts the Colts if they can protect Phillip Rivers and run the ball like they've been running in that defense the defense just gets like I, I remember in a game against the Packers it was fourth in the foot and the Packers tried to run some zone read play action and the Colts didn't go for it everybody was covered and it was fourth in the foot and i said man this is some great discipline by the players defensively by the colts um that impressed me that one play so i'm going with the colts i'm gonna go with the titans uh coming off the big win against baltimore um derrick henry was a monster what he's doing they're just playing well I mean, that was a big-time, a walk-off win in overtime. Who you think's uh, a better team? The Ravens, uh, or the Ravens or the Packers? Right now, the Packers are better. So who had a bigger win? No, but but I think <laughs> in that game, though, the Colts gave up 28. They're the second-best defense, gave up 28 points in the first half. So that's the only thing. And, and, and I get it that they came back to win, but the Packers helped out with a couple of fum- big-time fumbles. Am I right? I mean, if yeah, they don't fall, true. they probably true. win that game easily. Seriously. I So I'm I'm going to go that the Titans are playing better. The Colts got a break. That's how they beat the Packers. The Packers should have won that game. And I say the Titans playing off of last week and uh, and the Colts get, not getting lucky. I'm going to take the three points and I'll take the Titans. Uh, Ravens and Steelers, we know it's not going to be on Thanksgiving night. The game is going to be on Sunday now, and the Steelers are minus four at home against the Ravens. Had this game happened without all the COVID um, guys from the Ravens that aren't going to be eligible to play, I would have probably gone with the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens have too many guys that could possibly not be eligible to play. 
Calais Campbell won't be there. Mark Ingram is not going to be there. They just have too many what ifs. And that first game, I thought the Ravens were a better team, even though they lost the game. But since that game, the Steelers have improved. And if the Ravens haven't regressed, they're at least the same. And so I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're, they're improving every week. And the Ravens just have, they have too many question marks on who can play and who can't. I'm going to take the Ravens only from this standpoint. Everything you said makes total sense to me, 100%. But this is the, the, the Ravens right now, if the season ended, would not make the playoffs. That, that's where they are. They're in the eighth spot. They have to win it. This game is huge because if they lose this game and then they could maybe not make the playoffs. This So sometimes you go in and you go and win a game. You know what I mean? Who are they playing with? So if Mark Ingram has a – he's on the COVID list. He can't play. Contact tracing. J.K. Dobbins, he won't be able to play. So now yeah, you, got, you got Gus I, Edwards and Justice Hill. And you and they're a running team. To me, that's easy. I got you. What you're saying makes total sense. But if it was that easy, it wouldn't just be minus four. It would be more. Like even right, it should be it should be minus seven. Like the chances of them winning with what you just said. Guess what's gonna happen? the The line will change Friday or Saturday. It will be. It will for sure be higher be than what? four. Seven. I, I guess it, I I'm guessing it would probably at least get six. Okay. By by All game right. time. Bears at the Packers. Um, the spread the Packers are minus eight and a half. Where are you on that game? <laughs> this is tricky, and I'm sure Chicago Bear fans. Is Mitchell Trubisky gonna be able to play? I don't even know. We it, don't know. As much as they wanted this guy out the game, they want him back to play because one thing is for certain, he can create plays with his legs. If And, and see, this is hard for me because if Nick Foles is playing this game, I'm going with the Packers. Minus eight and a half. If Mitchell Trubisky plays this game, I'm going with the Bears because he'll keep the game close. He's not going to turn the ball over. He can make plays with his legs. The Bears always play the Packers tough. It's a division game. They know each other well. And so it's hard to pick which team because I don't know who the Bears are going to have under center. But I'll go with the status quo. I'll say Nick Foles is going to play. And I'll take the Chicago Bears to lose by more than eight and a half points. And I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. The Bears can't I'm, score points. I'm going to take the Bears plus the eight and a half. Um. I think the Packers, I don't know. I, I just, after seeing them last week give up that lead, and I and I get it, the Colts are a really good team, and they have a good defense, and we're able to shut them down. And the Bears have struggled so much to score, but it's that division rival. You know that, TJ. Sometimes yeah. you throw all that stuff and the out. Bears, the Bears are coming off of a bye week, and so right. they should be – well tuned on how they want to attack, how they're going to be attacked. But if Nick Foles is playing the quarterback position, he's shown it hasn't been a game or two. He's not able to move the ball effectively throughout a game. 
No. All right, but I'm going to take the Packers. Uh, I mean, I'm going to take the Bears plus eight and a half. Packers win the game, but they win by seven. Division rival. I don't know what the weather forecast is for Green Bay, you know, uh, days after the Thanksgiving, so you really don't know. So I'll take a take a look on that. Um, all right, TJ, let's do the over and under now. Uh, Titans at Colts, 51 and a half. Where are you on that game? I can pull, pull my notes up real quick. 51 and a half. That you know what's crazy? When you see 51 and a half, it's like, man, that's a lot of points. The Colts gave up 28 last week to the Packers. One thing about the Titans is they put up points. Like the Titans score lots of points, and it's it's like every week that's what they do. Um, and, and so this can be somewhat of an old-fashioned shootout. You would think it would be reversed with Vrabel being the head coach and the Titans being great on defense, the Colts top five defense in the league. Um, but I, I envision this game turning into exactly what I just said. Um, both teams kind of going up and down the field, um, not being able to really stop each other. Because when you play the Titans, you you got to, if you can't stop the run with that front seven, you got to bring eight in the box. Tanny Hill has been really accurate. Their receivers can get open in one-on-one coverage. And so I w- I'm going to go over on this. I'm going to go over as well. I, I think that there'll be some points uh, scored and uh, that they'll get to 51 and a half. I really do. Because you saw all the points, even with Green Bay, uh, get at you know, in, in uh, playing the Colts, and you would think that their defense would have been a little bit better. I, I, and you're right. The Titans have a lot of weapons. And, and they put you, up points. And they have put up points. So I'm going to take the Titans there too. The uh, the Bears at the Packers, that's off the board, the over-under. So we don't have that one. Uh, let's go to uh, the Thanksgiving Day game. Texans at the Lions. It's 51 and a half as well. A lot of points. Man, that's <laughs> that's giving the Lions a lot of credit because uh, they're going to at, at least have to get put up at least 20 of the 51. They got shut you, out. Right. right. They got shut out Sunday. Um, so. Kenny Galladay isn't playing. The Texans will be missing receivers because they will be on the COVID list and guys from injury. Um, I'm going I'm to take the under on this. It's uncertainty with Stafford and his uh, thumb. Their best receiver, Galladay, is out. The Texans will be missing. I believe it's Kenny Stills. Um, Kenny Stills and Randall Cobb. Neither one of those guys will be playing. Um, it's firepower. Although he'll have Brandon Cooks, um, they're still missing some firepower. He'll have Will Fuller. They'll still miss some firepower. So I'm going to take the under on this just, just because it's not, it's not a full deck of cards that they're dealing with here. I'm with you. Under. Uh... I don't. I just. There's too many question marks. Too many missing pieces. Uh, you don't know if Stafford's thumb is messed up. You know what I mean. I agree with you. I, I like the under in this as well. In fact, I might have to put a couple shekels down on this one for tomorrow. <laughs> um, let's go to the Giants and the Bengals. Forty-three is the number. Uh, I'm just going to jump in and say that looks like an under to me. 43 because of the Bengals situation, the quarterback situation. I just don't – I don't expect them to score that many points. The Giants could win this game 18-10 to 10 
you know what I mean, or 21 to 10 or something like that. I'm going to take the under in that game. I'm with you on that. I, it should be fairly cold in Cincinnati. Um, but even if it wasn't, how where, where are the points going to come from from Cincinnati? Where, where are they going to come from? Trick plays, uh, special teams. And if, you, if you're relying and counting on that, that, that's tough sledding. And so I can envision 24 to 10 type of game. Um, even if it was 24 to 17 type of game, which would be a lot of points for the Bengals to score, that still goes under. And, and so I'm going to go under on this one. I just don't see them getting over 43 at all. I'm with you. Vic, uh, Panthers at Vikings, 51 is the over-under. Where are you on that game? That's a tough one because when I think of Mike Zimmer and the Minnesota Vikings, I think of defense. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, they said Christian McCaffrey was back at practice. He had a red jersey on like he was a quarterback. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is Bridgewater going to play? It, it's the unknown with, with the Panthers. And, and I know the Vikings want to run the ball. And, and when you run the ball as much as they do, that, that controls the clock. It limits possessions. Um, I'm going to go under as well on this one. I just feel like there's too much uncertainty for me to have an idea of who's playing, who's not playing, and the way I know Minnesota wants to play. So I'm going under. I'm with you. When you run the ball, clock management, you burn time, less possessions, right? I agree. I like I like that's a big number for those two teams. I think it'll be under. Uh so I'm with you on that. And uh one more. Let's do one more. Let's go. Right now, we'll go under for that Steelers Ravens game, which will be Sunday right now instead of Thursday. 44 and a half. Where are you on that? Looking at it, it seems like that's an easy over, but it's 44 and a half for a reason. And I'm going to be the gullible guy and I'm going to pick the over, but something's telling me that's not the smart move to go on this one. Um, the Ravens have a lot of guys out offensively and, and I talked about this earlier. It, it's just what you said earlier. They are fighting their playoff lies after coming into the season and everybody oh. thinking they were the prohibited favorites to go to the Super Bowl. And so they're going to fight. I, I can easily see this going over 44 and a half, but I can also see it going under because of the limitations and with the uh, availability of the players that they'll have. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take the over just because it's too much on the line. I'm going to take the over too and uh... – this might be where Lamar actually uh, kicks it in the gear and maybe has to score two or three touchdowns himself. Uh, you know what I mean? Like to get it done. Like it's going to be one of those games because they need it, TJ, desperately. I'm going to say that they score some points in order to beat the Steelers, and I'm going to take uh, the over 44 and a half. All right, are you ready for your lemon pepper? You got your uh, pick? You know, I always go with the best game of the week, man, and All I'll right. figure out another one. Yeah. All right. All right, TJ, hit me. So my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week, as you guys know, if you guys have been listening each week, I always try to pick the best game of the week, not the best game that suits me. So the best game of the week on the slate that we have will be the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
As you know, I'm taking the Steelers. The Ravens have a lot of key players that will not be playing. Um, and the Steelers want to show, because there's still that train of thought by a lot of people. Ah, the Steelers really aren't that good. And you say what you want to say, as long as they keep winning and proving people wrong, eventually people will have to acknowledge it. And if they don't, I'm sure they could care less. And so I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens. And I'd hate to do this, but I'm going to stay in the division. And I'm going to go with the Giants to cover against the Cincinnati Bengals. I just don't see where the points are going to come from with the Bengals. Like I spoke earlier, the Giants, uh, they, they still have a chance in that division. As crazy as that sounds, they still have a chance. And so uh, they, they actually, they have quite a bit to play for. And so I'm taking the New York football Giants and the Pittsburgh Steelers as my lemon pepper parlay lock of the week. And again, guys, ladies and gentlemen, don't cheat yourself, treat yourself. If you knew better, you would do better. Let's go, baby. All right, my lemon pepper parlay this week. And remember, as I always quote the Cheddar Boys from Detroit, it's always better with the cheddar. Remember that, TJ. All right, here we go. I'm doing a little different this week, and I'm doing both the over-under in both of my games. I'm going to take the Lions and Texas Texans under 51 and a half. I just think there are too many missing pieces. They're not going to score that many points. This might be six to three at the half. I don't know. <laughs> the Lions got shut out last week. And then I'm going to take the Giants and Bengals under 43. I see again, that. I, I don't know where the Bengals are getting their points from. The Giants aren't blowing people out. So when I look at look at both of these games, I think they'll both be under. And I think that you can win on those without worrying about who's winning and who's losing. But the, but the score is – We'll both be under. So there you go. I know I didn't pick the marquee games, but I'm picking the games you can make some cheddar with. It's going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. All right. That'll do it for this week. The Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. TJ, to you and your family, man, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I'm thankful for this podcast and to be able to work with you and uh, have fun every week. I really am. Thank you. It's been fun and try to keep keep our, our games tight like them braids on our producers, Martin Weiss's head today. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that's the goal. And Jim, Barton, they're the ones who produce, help us produce this and do everything for us, man. Wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving, man, to yourselves and your families. <laughs>